Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London, your host. If you've been listening to Geekscape, you know what I do here. I like to sit down with storytellers and talk about why they tell stories. Maybe they're filmmakers, or they make comic books, or they're musicians. Some of them are actors, some are directors, a lot of them are writers. I think that if you're going to tell stories on any level, you should definitely uh, be a writer. A little bit of advice for those of you out there on the indie circuit, putting your stuff together. You should be writing. Um... I'm sitting here with my good friends Jason and Heather Devan. They've got a movie called Along Came the Devil. It's out already. It's on VOD. It played a couple theaters in the U.S. And so you guys can watch this right now and maybe have like a horror-themed movie night. Have your friends over. Watch the movie. Do you have to watch the the first uh, Along Came the Devil? Maybe. Maybe not. I only watched Along Came the Devil 2 because I'm a scaredy cat. I'm not like those of you who came to Geekscape through Horror Movie Night or other horror podcasts and are really into horror. I'm one of those people who go to the Halloween horror-themed haunts like Horror Nights, and I'm like, you know what would be really scary if these teenagers weren't dressed like monsters and were just dressed like teenagers? That's where I'm at. Um, But listen, I got Jason and Heather here. Uh, want to welcome you guys to the show. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're great. Thanks for having us. Yep, thanks for having us. Good <laughs> come, to be here. I come off like a rocket. <laughs> you guys are like, what is this? We're like, boy, he's good. I'm yeah. looking for your cards here. I'm like, this yeah. is what happens after 13 years of talking to yourself on right? a podcast. And it's like, wait, yeah. people will come in and talk to me? This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's it was neat. It was so smooth. Yeah. yeah. Great intro. Thank you, guys. Um, I did spend the whole weekend at LA Comic Con doing panels there, and some of those will be up on the feed later on. So, But I didn't want to just throw those on the feed because your movie's out. This is the episode that needs to come up, up first. So Geeks Give Us, if you're into that stuff, subscribe and keep listening. I'll put those up on the feed soon. But we're talking about Along Came the Devil 2. Um, as I said in my intro, I did not see Along Came the Devil 1. Mm-hmm. Um Probably because the devil's already inside me. <laughs> it's like, you geeks are already know. possessed. It's like, no, you don't need to tie me to a tree or any of that stuff with no <laughs> chains. Um, 
But along came the Devil One. Uh, I just remember that movie mainly from just how much publicity that thing got. Mm-hmm. It was blanketed all over Los Angeles, and it was it was like the the little horror movie that could. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't mean to offend you, no, you guys, but no. it was made on an independent budget. Right. Yeah. But then the weekend that it came out. There was some perfect storm that happened with mm-hmm. you guys. Not to say that the movie wasn't a merit or mm-hmm. this or that. I have no idea. I didn't see it. <laughs> but it blew up. It and did. in Los Angeles, at least, you couldn't be on a street corner at a stoplight and not see the prints up. So whoever the publicity company is and distribution company who rocked that, like, shout out. We're in their offices. <laughs> that weekend, your movie yeah. like, rocked out. It, yeah. it literally caught fire and our our amazing publicist team Katrina and Tatum uh just took our movie believed in it and ran with it and and all of a sudden I guess for an independent budget movie like we did uh we didn't we we knew we would but it's a possession exorcism movie so you're going to draw comparisons to the granddaddy of them all which is the original exorcist Mm -hmm. which was good and bad at the same time like you, you're going to get compared to that so like obviously on an independent film and in a film that took four years to make on a 67 million dollar budget which is a classic you don't necessarily want to be compared to that movie but yeah. but we were and which was still um very humbling and and uh helped us in a great way so well there's a couple things that i want to talk about as a filmmaker myself and we talk about this stuff on the show is um you guys, were you forced to scale pretty aggressively after that movie came out? Like, let's talk about it because you, you're a married couple. Mm-hmm. You're like, let's go in on this together. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to talk about that dynamic and the collaboration because, you know, I recently did it and it was equal parts disastrous and amazing, <laughs> uh, which may be just the way those things go. But uh, you start Devan Pictures 2014, I want to go with. Yeah. It, it's not called Devan. It's called Devan Clan Productions. Productions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... The Devan Clan Productions, it's only a few years old yeah. when you guys put this movie together. Mm-hmm. And it's put together independently, I'm guessing. Yes. You guys put it together and then sold it. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so everything, you guys are saving. You guys are pulling money from all these different places. You put them a movie together. And then when it opened, 2018, 18, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. it blew up. Yeah. Only a year ago. Yeah. Which leads us to why we're on to part two. Part two. Right. So and yeah. so let's go back to 2018. You've got this uh, little movie that could. You guys may be the only ones who believe in it. And then you bring on your PR and they believe in it. Maybe it's pl- a couple people have seen it. Did you guys go to festivals with it here and there? Like Fantastic Fest? Did you guys do? No, we like only did a couple of festivals. We did the Atlanta Film Festival. We did Cinequest Film mm-hmm. Festival, mm-hmm. which really isn't even a horror film festival. I think we were the only horror film there, there which like, actually helps. Yes. Yes, yeah. that helps. We were and one of the only, but we were kind of the, their bigger horror movie And the there. Atlanta Film Festival, we the were the only, only horror yeah. film. And those were our only two we yeah, did. Those and are those are not huge. big genre uh-uh. festivals, and uh-uh. those are not big film festivals. Right. Those are those are nice film festivals, mm-hmm. not going to be Spurs film festivals. Right. right. But how the heck does it then go to opening wide? It opened, I mean, yeah. it opened yeah. fairly yeah. wide, yeah. and then... I mean, and then just like trouncing, was it? Were you guys the only offering that weekend? Because because you guys opened and it's crowded. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we were we're learning as we go too. Yeah. So we weren't sure. We, at this point, we were we were thinking like, you know, will a distribution company show up and we'll show it to them and sell it? We did practical effects, no visual effects sure. at the time. So we had to dive back in under the knife. Obviously, uh, my director's cut's two hours long. By the time the movie released, it's only an hour and twenty eight minutes. So there's a lot missing in the first one that I thought as a director oh everyone will love my director's cut and you don't always get to put that out there uh, which I would love to someday Um, but no we did a 
festival, our first festival, um, distribution companies then started to show up. We started to learn as we went, and uh, Gra- Gravitas actually was one of them that kind of was sniffing around on us and interested in our movie. Um, and then uh, I guess by the Atlanta Film Festival, we knew pretty much at that yeah, point we, we were going to go with Gravitas. They mm-hmm. really stepped up to the plate and uh, meshed well with us. And then Gravitas came in too is with um, with our PR team and playing this release last year. And, and like you said, it caught fire and we couldn't be happier, uh, which led to them calling us around Thanksgiving of 2018. A month or so after um, the movie is literally out. like not even maybe a, month. a couple months out. Yeah, because we released in August. So okay, it was a couple months so two after. Months. And they asked us. We were working on a movie called Broken Souls, uh-huh. and um, they asked, "Would we put everything on hold that we're doing and get started immediately on part two? Yeah, and we knew that was a good sign. Strike while the iron's hot. Exactly. In Broken Souls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the other one. Um, you you guys were listed as starting that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. Okay, there's a couple things because I, I, I love this. I love the fact that you guys started a production company in 2014, and then through some amazing different circumstances and the movie being what it is, like you guys are able to just uh, come out the, at the perfect time. Uh, obviously, when you guys hit August, which is pretty awesome, this second time around, Geekscapist, they're going to want you guys to go on the VOD because. You guys stepped up and were like, let's go a little closer to Halloween. And then mm-hmm. immediately you get the Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. You get, you know Blumhouse is going to put out a movie. Mm-hmm. You get all, these different horror mm-hmm. uh, indies that are going to start coming out in, uh, in October. Right. Some of them start coming out in September. Right. So you don't get the jump on them this time mm-hmm. around. Nope. And that is really tough. But you're hoping that people remember Along Came the Devil. And they're like, hey. That was too. good. Yeah. I'm still seeing that girl. I took to that date. <laughs> she got scared. Jumped in my lap. I'm going to go try it again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. And, and they go out and they see Along Came the Devil too, Right. Uh, or they get it on VOD and maybe that couple live together now. Right. Yeah. All right. And now I'm just yeah, yeah. doing that. That's, that's what you guys started. You're, I like the, which, um, where you're going. But, but what happens beyond Gravitas is turning around and saying, hey, the iron's hot. We need to strike again. Um, were you guys ready to pivot? Yeah. Uh, well, we had a lot left over from the first story sure. uh, to tell more of, and then the first story was based on a true story, which mm-hmm. people, you know, some people find that hard to believe, and then, um, but some of the story was based on a true story, and we were able to, when knowing in part two, we knew what we wanted to do was take the the things that we didn't answer in part one, answer them in part two, but we also knew we had like freed ourselves, we could take it in any direction we wanted without staying truthfully to that true story in part one which we totally ran with and we were excited to kind of put our, our, our writing style and storytelling, um, which is what we did. Um, and also, obviously, when your movie does well the first time, a lot of times like they'll bring in new, new people to do part two. Yeah, you see that a lot. You see that a lot, and then maybe it doesn't feel like part one, and, the, and we felt really honored that we were able to go into part two and be a part of it because we're so like, connected to it you know, ment- mentally and with, like, we love this story. Um, so, but we also never gave up any rights to the part one. Right, so. right. So we kind of Devane Clan Productions owns yeah. the Along Came the Devil, but we we didn't want to give the fans a sequel where they were like let down and like oh this is humdrum and they just they just rode the coattails of part one. We mm-hmm. knew that we set our expectations. We wanted to do better. High, and yeah. we wanted to do better than part one, and so we aimed to do a better job on part two so that the fans would appreciate what we did. 
Uh, <laughs> well, one of the things that I appreciate too with uh, with Gravitas is they basically just handed us, just said, "Hey, we would like for to go ahead and have you guys get started on part two. Mm-hmm. Gave us the round the reins. Let they told us, you know, they didn't expect us to be able to get it out in October in time because mm-hmm. they this was like such a quick turnaround for it's us like in really order to get it out. They were months. just like, eh, we'll see if they can do it, and we actually did it. We oh. delivered it in time, and, and here we are. So it was nice because they, they actually didn't question anything we did, which was kind of... They didn't have time to. Right? They didn't. That's like, the thing. Jim, you seen the cut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. They didn't. Hey, Jim. Like, we got to release and, and, it. And, and in that case, it worked in our, in our favor. It's the van. People are setting in the cuts. You've been watching them, right? I thought you were watching them. Oh, exactly. what's going on here? Hey, we have the a release out. date here. Hey, right what's going on? Hey, guys, we have notes. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had notes. You don't have notes now. That was our plan. No time for anything. Just yeah, release that the was, movie. That was our plan. Exactly. exactly. Like, is make sure this works. <laughs> because, this, I mean, how is it? In what way was it easy, like you said, to be like, okay, we kind of already had the framework. We could pivot. We could pivot from broken souls, and we can we can start the engine going, which is kind of a Herculean task. And it's mm-hmm. in like the if, if you're coming out of anything, it's tough to get a movie up and out right. and just rolling, yeah. just mm-hmm. putting it together. Logistics. Did you guys have a script left over from uh, number one that was kind of the, the beginnings of a script, a, an outline? You had to do a script in like a week, huh? Yeah, yeah. we, we did. literally had two two weeks. We got to work right into the New yeah. Year's on writing it, but we we did have a lot of things that we didn't get to do in part one that obviously we wanted to do in part two. We just got we just started cranking. Well, what's great with Jason is he's kind of the um, visionary behind the films, and he sleeps, eats, and breathes ideas. Like you said, you have to write to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you have to always be creative and mm-hmm. always thinking of ideas. And I'm not quite as creative, and I'm not I'm not trying to. It's I have different, other benefits. Yeah, it's a different, right, it's it's a different, different type of writer. Right, it's too, a different type well. of creations. But he will like wake up in the middle of the night and jot ideas down, and all his brain is always on. And I think for part two, it made it so great and easy for us to get done in a, fa- a timely manner because we we did write a whole treatment first mm-hmm. even though a lot of people don't like to do treatments because they Why? take well they take time and they're especially when you're in a quick we like to do treatments. that's a great way geese gave us to make a total piece of garbage like, what, like, not to do a treatment you yeah you yeah. i mean you're going to fix that problem in yeah. five pages you want to fix it in 120 pages exactly like where do you want to find yeah. that problem buddy always do a treatment always, always. do a treatment i yeah. uh and Jason, like, tell me if this resonates with you, but you have that notebook that has like sketches, thumbnails, crazy pieces of dialogue. It looks like if they found it, like, like they'd be like, "Oh, this is the guy from Seven. It looks like insane. I just uh, two hours ago showed that to somebody, and they're like, "What is this?" I said, "This is the first draft. Yeah. Like, it is your first draft. Right. It is those." It is those impulses, and maybe they are left over, right. those, those images that you weren't able to exercise mm-hmm. in number one, and you're like, okay, that's going to be, we're going we're gonna to build a set piece around that in part two, or that's going to be an image that I want to put, and maybe, it, tell me if I'm wrong, you guys pivoted off of Broken Souls, were there pieces of Broken Souls that got cannibalized that you said, okay, well, we're kind of getting the engine greased and rolling on that's this thing, a scene or two from Broken Souls might actually work really well in this. We're just going to have to learn. We're just going to have to figure out what it, what replaces it when we pivot back right. to Broken Souls. Right. That's a great we, question we, because we thought we about discuss, doing that. Yeah, we for discussed part three. this because 
Broken Souls is so good. Like yeah. it, it, it's in it, but it's its own story and its own script. We we actually thought about like, well, could we take some pieces and put that into part two? And we just decided no because we're so also married to Broken Souls. You don't want to cannibalize We didn't want to. Yeah. We didn't want to eat that up and then then have to figure out pieces of that puzzle when that puzzle's already to together fix. just to make this movie good. Um, and so literally, like she said, I was just saying now I can do what I want to do with this movie cut I loose. can create and cut loose and, yeah. and, and you've seen the movie Jonathan mm-hmm. so so some of the things we did all the way up and through shooting the movie uh, like the little boy scene where he wakes up with the yes. covers coming down originally we had written it with uh, Sarah standing in the corner headless and he's and the little boy's focusing in and it was all a camera push in as he's focusing in on the, the headless thing but it felt too much uh, like Hereditary had, had done it already that's sure. a brilliant movie and but that's a movie that that lives in silence a lot. A lot, yeah. So and you guys have a different language. Yeah. So we we wanted to. I, I and I felt like because it'd been done, um, probably two nights before we were ready to shoot that scene, I woke up and rewrote that whole scene, which was the you know the uh, under the bed theme now. So we wanted to you know when we were kids, what else is scarier than like looking around your room in the dark and letting your imagination play tricks? It was well, what's under my bed as a kid and, and uh, so we went more in that direction I don't want to give anything away or give no. a scare away or anything like that but which led to that kind of double that yes. double jump that you get well yeah I, I we screened one of our films last night in Glendale the Lemley was nice enough to do a like a screening series and they I found out Friday they were screening our movie and so I told Tana I was like I'm trying to watch the movie but after LA Comic Con and going right into screening and doing a Q&A for our film last night I came home and I was like, this is, this is probably 11 o'clock at night. I said, Jonathan, you got to watch this thing. Or else you're going to look like a numbskull. <laughs> yeah. You're already going to look like a numbskull. you got to watch this thing. So I start watching this thing. You sons of... I start 11, watching I don't, this I don't thing know at 11, at night, at 11 o'clock at night. And you're in that place where you're like, all right, uh-huh. I'm going to do this. <laughs> you guys, let me, just, let me just set the scene for you geekscapists. <laughs> I'm in my bed. Watching this thing, and I do not recommend you watching this thing in your bed on a laptop or any of those devices. You guys got to put this on a screen, okay? Full fifty-inch minimum. All right, you're gonna have your friends over. You're gonna throw this thing up on your on your web TV, and you're gonna watch this thing in your living room, or you're gonna watch this in the theater as intended. Okay, as the devil intended, you're gonna watch it like that. And I'm watching this thing on my laptop. I almost chucked the damn thing because you had that shot. Okay, first off, you love those pans. Yeah. You love your pans. This guy, okay, let me just tell you something about Jason. I've known him a few minutes. He loves these things that, in horror movies, sometimes they've kind of lost it. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think horror movies have gone to the loud sound effect jump scare. Yeah. And I think that's great, but I think we've completely been conditioned to it. Gayscapist, take that idea that you're going to be like, I'm going to smash cut to something and it's going to be a jump scare... Throw actually don't do the smash cut. Don't do it. Just do what my guy Jason does. Actually, don't do it because he's gonna do it better than you, and you're too late. <laughs> he's gonna do this little thing where it's a pier, and then it's a push white, like push, like pan, inquisitive push pan, some '70s ass stuff. And then you're gonna be like, enough in there. Then you're gonna throw a whip, <laughs> and that's when you hit it. And Jonathan throws his laptop across the room. <laughs> There you go. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for laptops to go flying in the night. So. You, yeah, I mean, but that's, that's your move. It's like, yeah. I mean, you just keep us guessing. And that's kind of what you got to do. Talk about that design sense. Because the one thing about horror movies is 
it's some of it's math, right? And some of it is okay. I'm gonna play a beat. I'm gonna say a b a b a b a b. I'm gonna lull them into that rhythm, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna get smacked with a c, mm-hmm. or what they think is gonna be a c is gonna be a d. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, Geekscapers? It will. I'll let Jason explain. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge like I'm like you. You know, we we do so many like smash cuts to, with a loud noise that us, usually gets you to jump. So we're conditioned now to figure it out before the jump scare. Within the comes. it's within the rules, Geeks. Yeah. You can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just no. A your, lot of people are doing it. Right, and your audience will see the the scare coming a mile away. And I think it just plays more of a part when. If, if the camera doesn't disengage the audience and you're all still on set with no cut and you're and we're allowing to see let the audience see the room that they're living in but they might have missed something and then bring it back to it again psychologically mm-hmm. to play that trick and and I think like that's what we went with um, on this movie but along those lines sometimes I, I put a lot of like planted messages in there and um, which you might have to see the movie like two or three times yeah, to pick up on some of the things I did for the horror fans that when they're watching it just so that it sparks their they say oh my gosh I just caught that in the corner yeah. and not you would not see it the first time you watch it and our son Tristan actually who plays Tyler in the movie we we, we he's seen he's seen it three times now and we just screened it here too at um in, in LA. LA and he um, comes out of the movie theater and he's like oh my god I didn't even realize that was uh, Ashley's phone in the car in that Reverend Michael had all their phone. Not to give anything away, but there's like little <laughs> things like that that Jason really wanted to make sure. Like Doctor, if you see the first one, we talk about Doctor Krez in the second one too, and you see him in the corner again. Not to give too sure. much away, but if you don't see the first one, you won't necessarily know this. Mm-hmm. But it's also these little in little say. What is the word I'm looking for? Um, innuendos, innuendos or homages, like that. He's really good at planted. Um, at you know, doing, like I said, sometimes it takes two or three times to, to see it, to but watch I, it. I, I I definitely draw from being a horror fan myself um, and you've seen the movie like some shots are like some images are from The Shining some are from the original Nosferatu or Alfred stairway shots that you have that if you're a horror fan you're like oh my gosh this scene looks so familiar to me that we did we did in our own modern way but it's the, the an exact shadow shot of something uh, Michael Myers Freddy Krueger well beyond that the the something was still and you showed it to us and then it moves is alien like that's like <laughs> alien that's yes. alien uh-huh. and you're like oh and the way that that, that creature looked like piping uh-huh. so you could see the pipes right. and you could see the tubing and then suddenly they start moving yeah. and you're like yeah, I've yeah, been staring at the horror the yeah. entire yeah. time yeah. it was brilliant but it also takes a level of discipline because mm-hmm. on set, and let's talk, Heather, about producing. Like you're in the, you're an actress too, and you're in it. Um, so much of your instincts on set are go, 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 go. That's not really easy or conducive to. We need to sit on this. This will only work if it's paced. This will only work if it's still. This will only work if it's disciplined. How do you guys weigh those? How, what, is the, what is the negotiation there when the, whatever the budget is, in, in this case it might be a small budget, on that first one it was, and you turn around and say, hey, we don't, we got to put shots in this thing. We got to put shots in the can. Meanwhile, this guy is over here going, no, if it's not seven minutes long, it's not going to work. 
Did this happen? Yeah. 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 I know it did. Spot on. But you I know, know what? I'm like, that Again, time. I don't mean to sit here and brag about you. It's like, what do you want set with us? We were actually, Michelle, our associate producer, is here in the background. But we were just talking about this on the car right here. Jason, again, is a dream director to work with as a producer because he is one of those like one take wonders. I mean, he can do it a seven minute take, mm -hmm. and if he's confident enough that he can edit it together, then he's like, we're moving on. Sure. So for me, it's like, oh, thank God. We Not can a get one, all but a one take master that you can what? cut in. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which can be a nightmare. Sure. Too. But we also yeah. had our editor on set, which mm -hmm. helped Jason because he was like, how do you think that's going to work? And the editor would go back and look at it and be like, it's brilliant. Let's move on, kind yes. of thing. Yeah, I was going to say that's one thing we did because we had such a short turnaround on this movie. We had our editor with us on set yeah. so that I could go to him, give him the you know the files of the DIT takeover, tell him, did we get it? Yeah. Is there anything this I is need? cut together. And you guys are one to... location roughly. So if you roughly, need an insert yeah. of something, yeah. you need something to sell a gag, yeah. you can yeah. just pop over to the next room. And... Well, and Jason does love those long shots. I love the oneers. You know, yeah. like the kitchen scene. Sometimes yeah. it's just a subtle scene at dinner with the record playing. Yeah. But, yeah. like, you know, it's all a drawn-out shot. And, and, the, um, and the big opening of the movie, too. Right. Like, I, that, that's the stuff as a director, at least with me, uh, I dream about before we even shoot it so to see it happen like when we walk on set and um in this time my dp uh jay rajari came in uh early before we started to shoot the movie preparation was everything we sat down and storyboard the whole movie like from shot in to, that weekend that you had to do that we had like come literally on literally a week like right him and i so he came in and Hours. we lived breathed yeah. we literally just shot listed the whole movie so that we knew we were on the same page the whole journey yeah. and if you were less disciplined that is the thing that goes like pre-production yeah in time and you are in the it's just one of those things that you are a jerk if you do that yeah absolutely. and i know there are a lot of beginning filmmakers that listen to the show and Pre-production is, I mean, production is just hitting your marks. Mm -hmm. But but the whole movie is made in pre-production. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, if, and, and every now and then, there's a fire that breaks out. Right. <laughs> Oops. Right. But if you if you don't set those marks in pre-production, you'll have those problems. And I think there are a lot of directors that do. I think there are directors right. who just say, "Oh, but it'll kill the energy." Absolutely. Or they, it'll they kill think the they energy. Can do it on the day that they're. You can filming. do it on the day. I'm no. that much of a genius. Yes, and knowing so. Makes you plan it. Yeah. Plan it. Time. Prove that you're a genius yep. by doing the work ahead of time. Yep. And I love the notebooks. Uh, the notebooks are like your freaking journal diary mm -hmm. of that moment at summer camp where you made a movie with your friends <laughs> in a house and it's got little notes yeah, and it's got scribbles and yep. it's got ideas that happened, ideas that didn't happen. Yep. It's got your beats for your actors. It's got all your little cheat sheets. Yeah, it really does. Know? Yeah, Beat uh, for beat. Beat for beat. The whole way through. And then you see it, and it's like, it still looks like that psychotic journal that you yeah. started the movie on. It still <laughs> looks like that thing. So tell me about this Broken Souls movie. Like, what's the timeline on getting back to it? No spoilers. You don't have to tell me what the story is. Is it horror as well? or is it, it is actually a bit of a thriller. It's more mm. of a thriller slash horror movie uh, about a family... I mean, I can tell you a bit about the synopsis. I think it's up, up on IMDb. Um, it's a couple, when we wrote it, based on like each other, a, a couple that have uh, three kids, and they go on something that happened to me when I was a kid. They go on a beach trip, and they lose their youngest son to uh, undertow accident in the ocean. Did that happen to you all? It happened to me when I was a kid. With no, a it kid, did not with personally a, happen to With a family, family and a, a 
kid that was swimming with me. Yeah. A friend and, of yours. Yeah. No, the, he wasn't a friend of mine, but he was swimming with us. We had just met him playing. And you witnessed it. And we witnessed it. And that, it was, that'll stick with you. It yeah. sticks with you. That's horrid. Horror. Like, I, I can see the family crying to this sure. day and everybody running into the ocean and the, them having a bond. Like, they, the parents actually stayed there to the nighttime with a bonfire, like, Searching. for the kid. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awful. Um, but, like, things like that stick with you and they resonate. But uh, this was my way of... The true things that you write about kind of hit people, hit hit you home and make you feel like in your heart. Uh, but without, I'll go on. Um, so uh, the couple loses uh, their youngest child, which caused the couple to, which happened and statistically shows a lot of couples will, if they lose a ch- child, they separate. This couple still loves each other. They end up separating. The father blames himself for the accident that happened to his youngest son. He ends up kidnapping his son from the, the wife. And after he does that, a serial killer kidnaps his son from him. He can't turn to anybody to get his child back. And I mean, it is a heck of a roller coaster. So he's on the run thinking Mm -hmm. he's doing the best to protect his son from repeating this tragedy that happened earlier. He's going to make up for the failure. He's going to do it his way. Yeah. And then now he's really got to make up for this failure. He's in trouble. Because this undertow personified has returned to swipe a kid from him and you don't know is is the father really mentally gone sure did he really do it is this all in his head sure or is it really happening is there really a serial killer well you watch your kid get taken in an ocean from an undertow and i'll tell you right now you're you ain't mentally all there Right. right right which is a great place for a character to start exactly that's like a really good place who does heather play Heather, actually, in this one, do you want to you, you say? Like, I'm <laughs> just staring at you. Heather is yeah. Not, well, she plays a, um, a therapist a therapist. In this one. Yeah. I just father. wanted a little because, tiny role because yeah. I, I do love to act. So I, but I love, an, she's an absolutely amazing actor. Sure. Producing is yeah. my passion. So for yeah. this one, I, I know this is going to be a little bit harder as a producer. So I really wanted to focus on that, but still have yeah. just a little... Um, Cameo. She she truly does make so my not, job easy yes. easier. It's not like a director Huge who's like, role. I'm going to throw my wife in there. No. Um, she's good at what she does. Just but, like Rob Zombie in Moon, like she's good. She's a good actress and does his movies. And I feel the same way. You're like the nucleus playing Sarah in our films. Oh no, I did not imply that this was some oh, kind no, no, of no, just no. freebie. Like that. I thought that was. The, <laughs> I, I thought. I thought. In. I thought that was the whole point of the dec- <laughs> of, of you guys putting together the Van Clan like productions was. You're gonna write and you're gonna produce and direct. You're gonna produce and act, and that's just the way it's gonna be. And if you want to work with us, like you just to, know yeah. that, that we're going to have that role. And Not just say, say our, you would say yes and no. Yeah, and our but, kids too. And our, right. kids our yeah. I mean, it's like you got to accept that because a lot you of people in Hollywood right. don't, and we are like, well, that's how we roll. But yes, but, but I, I will say, in the first movie. I was not in it. We didn't write right. the role for me. I was not in. T- I was only. Well, that role was there. It. You weren't going to act in it. Yeah. I wasn't going to act in it. And then um, the actress that we Ricky we Maslar. hired was un- unavailable. And our casting director, Ricky Maslar, who's incredible, mm-hmm. she's Calls like, "Why aren't you doing this?" And role? Ricky's here in LA. Yeah, Ricky she is. is here. I know. And and I, 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 yeah. I have Ricky many Maslar. friends who've gone through Ricky. Yeah, uh-huh. she's a great. Ca- and she's like, w- w- "I don't understand why you're not doing this role, Heather. You're, this is the this is perfect. Just do for it. You. It's easy. Yeah, you're and already I'm getting, like, like, I was like, uh, I, I didn't even think but about I that. I didn't know this at the time. Yeah, so I got a phone call a day later from and Ricky, she says not me. To me. How do you feel about working with your wife as Sarah? And I'm like, I don't. And I wrestled with it because. 
she's also a producer. Sure. And a lot of times when you're you know spinning these many plates, it's stressful and it's our first you first know big film. film. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I was concerned with. I wasn't worried at all of her with her acting, and I knew yeah. she could pull it off. You don't and, lose a producer, <laughs> right? And, right. I, and I actually was thinking to myself, Ah, oh, she too pretty like seriously like because i think my wife's absolutely beautiful and i was i was thinking that's honestly what i was thinking like are you too pretty do we ugly and then obviously if you see the makeup job that george trouster does on her it's incredible i love it and isn't that the excuse they give like really beautiful actresses yeah right they're like you're a little too pretty for the part Dude, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Dude, you are going to pull that line. Yeah. You can't pull that you line because totally that's the most did. cheese yeah. line. But you, you know, know these. But you know these dudes who've done that. Yeah, but I do. And you're like, I don't want to be one of them. Yeah, but you're I mean, I'm married to this pretty. one, so I knew like that it would work, and it does work. Yeah, doing, it and did. You're, you're, you're still doing dishes if you pull that. I know. Like, you're still I know. like, yeah, I'll do it. Obviously, Never gonna live it, it down. we made a good decision too, and she and our casting director was was obviously right. So now you've got this other role here in the Broken Souls. Broken Souls is the kind of movie. No offense uh, to to Along Came the Devil too, uh, but that seems like something that I'd be really into. Yeah, because I'm super excited with about her, this like one. something like Heredity. Yeah. Hereditary? Yeah. Hereditary. That was the most important stuff for me was this family dynamic. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. and I think I, I think I've talked about it on the on the show. I definitely talked about it with the horror movie night fans on the I haven't been on that other podcast talking about it, but definitely in their forums. Uh, that when the movie went supernatural, I didn't appreciate it as much. Mm-hmm. What I appreciated was, oh my god, what's she gonna the do? Yeah. What is she going yeah. to yeah. do? That Absolutely. that dinner scene where uh, these people have been pushed too far. Mm-hmm. That's some really great stuff. How brilliant was her acting? Like she's, she on her she's, she's on another level. She's on another level. Because we all, I think, have experienced that at some point with some of our own family Absolutely. or friends. And you're like, hey, that's like just that's so real. Yeah. I said it last night in the Q and A because somebody asked because a lot of the stuff from losing an older uh, an older brother early on, which is what the movie last night's about, and the, the the dynamic that it makes with your father throughout your adulthood, which is what I'm dealing with now. We made this movie. Uh, in Brazil three years ago Geekscape and we, we've been screening it all over and, and this and that but last night it played here in LA so I, I went and did it and the, the, the thing and when I describe these things as and tell me how much Along Came the Devil 1 and 2 uh, and as you already said on Broken Souls uh, this, is, this relates but I started to think about the scripts that I write and the movies we make as those letters you don't mail those things you want to say to the people who are closest to you, mm-hmm. but because they're closest to you, you just don't mail them. You, mm-hmm. you write the email out of anger and you don't hit send. You, you, you write these professions of love, but you can't bring yourself to, te- to say it. So you go and you fill out that outline murderer's notebook of everything you'd want to say to that person yeah. if you were able to. And then you put it in the movie and you're sitting there going, oh... Yeah, that's still there. Yeah, and now on something like Broken Souls, how much of your own marriage, how much of your own family dynamic, trust, uh, working together, secrets, mm-hmm. work themselves into or get exercised or go through a process of catharsis in a script like Broken Souls. And then in a supernatural level, what level of your faith or what level of uh, your fears work themselves into something that's more supernatural like along Kemp's the devil am I just going crazy here on these no, 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 yeah, this? Yeah, with, yeah I'm totally with you <laughs> yeah I mean these are I mean, they're, they're great questions they're two separate questions first of all it's brilliant what you're saying yeah. too like when you're able to pour that truth 
into something that ends up being much more relatable than you think because yeah. we all yeah. are human and have well, human and I think, instincts. I think, too, with Broken Souls, we really wanted it to be a husband and wife who genuinely love each other. Like, um, Jason and I are blessed yeah. for that reason but in our marriage. But you pretty for the role. And, no. <laughs> <laughs> not too pretty. Well, whatever. Anyway. But, but when we wrote Broken Souls, too, I think what the dynamic is that a family can go through a huge tragedy and come out on top. So yes. without giving anything away, like, and that's what we brought into this film as well. We, so that's we, a good question. We definitely wanted in this one to, let's just say, like the journey is a, it's one heck of a yeah. ride. Right. And and uh, also, we don't, and it's not just broken. So we also have a, a kids movie in the pipeline mm-hmm. that we are very excited for, and a cowboy. Along came Western. the Little Devil. A lo- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Along, kids movie. Along it takes place in the Casper and yeah. Little Red Hot right. universe. Right. Yeah. Right. It will PG it. Little PG. <laughs> Hi guys, want to play? <laughs> That's awesome. And we'll name him Chucky. Uh, yeah. We'll, yeah. Bring, we'll bring you in for ADR. <laughs> hey, dudes. Want to go swing around the souls? No, I don't want to play with you anymore. Good, Mickey Mouse. I was going to say, Hi, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what's going on in this room here? Oh what's, what's going on in this room? You guys uh, turned up the helium, right? I'm ready to go. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's the other cool thing about uh, Devan Clan that you guys are talking about is don't give it up. Don't let anybody else come tell you guys what to do. Yeah. You guys have moved to Atlanta. Yeah. How is Atlanta doing? Because everybody in L.A. is like, I'm going to move to Atlanta, bro. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> I know. It's not, it's not, not L.A. Atlanta. But, but, it, but it's booming. And, it is right. booming. And if you want to like have some affordable real estate yeah. and uh, and not be broke all the time, or, or, paying your rent out totally. here, and not be mortgage. jaded, there's a. I mean, everybody in LA, Atlanta, like when we filmed out there, uh, Michelle will tell you this, like um, just people like locations and, and people like oh, people yeah, want to shoot help. here, mm-hmm. and that would be fantastic. I would love to shoot, Empathy. and they're and they're very intrigued by what what Hollywood or what mm-hmm. um, talent. There's a lot less filmmakers are jadedness. Doing. Yeah, um, the, the excitement is still there with yeah. filmmakers as as opposed to when you shoot here or work here. Everybody's kind of like get out of do, my we property. We all do the same get thing. Awesome, pay me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Checks yeah. in the mail. You know, great. like that kind of thing. Whereas like still in Atlanta, they're more like just give me credit. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So yeah, and I was I wanted to say one more thing. Like uh, they asked me this question in the New York Times about um, fans of when I brought up other films that we're working on. People think that we're just horror. And, no, and it's so clear you're not. We're not. No. We're definitely not just horror. We love the, the horror, and I feel like horror fans they have gone to the extreme. So horror fans are horror fans and love their horror movies, but horror fans can go and watch other films. They can watch a, a romantic comedy. They can watch a thriller or sci-fi, and they love that too. They just get their thrills off of horror. Whereas a romantic comedy person may not watch horror at all yes. and doesn't like horror, don't show it to them, they don't want to see it. And we feel that we try to, even though this is an Along Came the Devil horror movie, there's elements in there that someone who may not necessarily like horror would still appreciate the movie and feel like something there is very familiar. Yeah, there's so a family drama. Yeah. yeah. And you can Absolutely. enjoy it and you can mm-hmm. watch it. There's a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bunch of that stuff in Absolutely. the movie. And Geese is the movie's out on VOD right now. If you guys go to what website would you recommend so that they can find screenings in their area if they want to be like, I'm going to go out to the theater and watch this? DevanClanProductions.com. Okay. And there's also uh, Along Came the Devil, the movie on mm-hmm. Instagram, which we're always posting and mm-hmm. shows you where everything is. So Instagram, I, Facebook. Instagram and Facebook okay. is Along Came the Devil mm-hmm. 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're on all VOD platforms right iTunes. now. iTunes, Amazon, 
Prime, uh, all of those. Xbox. PlayStations, Xboxes. Sure. You can rent the movie now. Apple but again, 50-inch screen minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Lights you, out. Or do what I did with the laptop and hold it two inches from your nose so you're in the screen. I was like the freaking lawnmower man. I was in the computer last night, and I threw my laptop. I won't tell you when. A minute in. Go ahead. Laugh at me all you want. I'm not a horror person, but I'll watch anything. Not that it needed to watch anything to watch this movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, the, those scares that come. You got you to gotta start the movie with a scare. You got to yeah, be like, hey, yeah. guess what? This is what you're watching. Yep. Yeah. Surprise. Right. This is how you're watching my movie. <laughs> uh, and let's, in, let's talk about that first design because... I think the first five minutes of a movie, and I think credits as well. Credits, sometimes people skip credits. And I know on Netflix, they'll tell you you can skip the credits, mm-hmm. especially on their TV shows. Mm-hmm. Credits educate you on how to watch the film. Mm-hmm. I think they're incredibly important. Yeah, I agree. Um, what part of the process does that go into? And talk about those first five minutes of the movie and saying, okay, I want to educate, but I also don't want the coolest part of my roller coaster to come in the first five minutes Mm -hmm. as many roller coasters do that first drop on a roller coaster is usually great it's great for a roller coaster it's over in two minutes right but in a movie that first drop you can't really have it right so especially in a horror movie right so what did you learn in along came the devil one that you took to along came the devil two as far as pace and design and putting a whole movie together because obviously this cut wasn't going to be 200 minutes right. to begin with. Right. You were going to have to nail this one. You're going to have to hit your mark mm-hmm. if you guys are going to hit the theaters. Mm-hmm. So, what did you learn from Long Came the Devil One that you put into action? Yeah, we we um, we learned because in Long Along Came the Devil One, uh, it starts off with a bang of the two little girls in their story, mm-hmm. and you're making an exorcism movie and a horror movie. Uh, you're trying to tell the story, but then when you're making a horror movie, you're like, well, this is boring. We want to be scared. So even if you're giving psychological scares in the movie and they're missed and someone's not looking in the background at, at the scares, it's not, it may not sell. Sure. You, you have to give in and you need scare. So we knew going into part two, we have to get the audience right away, like make them say, okay, this is what you're watching. This is what you can expect. And then still tell the story. Yeah. You know, to, to, to give the fans that are watching it the story of the family and what's going on and then try and have some, some good scares. I feel like then, then we pick, you know, like, so there's a roller coaster ride. It kind of steadies off a bit, gives some more exposition in the story of the family. And then I feel like the last half hour of the movie flies so fast. Does. People are like, it's over. And they didn't expect what's going to happen. Yeah, it's a chase sequence. Yeah, yeah, kind of just, you know, and that's kind of how we wrote it. Yeah. Whereas the first movie, even in the two hours, was more of a long story for people to watch and scare you within, but they're spaced out so far. We were told you better scare us more right off the bat. Less drama. You were told that or you learned that? We were told well, we, that well, by, by reviewers. By right? reviewers. Right. Yeah. And, and just, you know, they wanted to be scared. They wanted, they wanted the quick scare, scare, scare. Like, let's hurry up, sell this thing and make it scare, 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 whether there's a story or not. Just scare us, scare us, scare us. Well, let's tell those fools right now. Like, was that a necessity of budget, though? That long burn from the first movie? Was that we got to pace these out because effects are expensive and timely? They take a long time. These things are like, we right. got to pace this thing. I wouldn't say, no, I think it's just the way we learned, the way we wrote it. Okay. We, yeah. You know, it was more of we were trying to tell this family's story and then add, a, add our own twist sure. to it. Yeah. And, that, and that ended up being, you know, more story than was needed, right. so to speak. Yeah, and, audiences, will, audiences just need images. Yeah. Like, they just need images and they'll right. meet you in the middle. Yeah. Right. 
they don't, you know, and, and it's just so hard for us to know <laughs> to be like, I'm going to pour it on a little thicker. And then right. you find yourself in editing with a 200 minute cut. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you have fans that, like from part one, right, yeah. and on all the websites and on all the reviews. And I do, I see a lot of them, and, and they say, you know, this seems like this is missing, and there, there's a part of the story that's completely gone, and, and you know, that's when the director comes in and says, "Oh, it's I, want the di- I want the director <laughs> to cut the beat out there. And I want to yeah. tell them like it's there, and I wish I could release it. And maybe someday we will release the director's cut because it is set up and written as a trilogy. Right. So you know, maybe someday, but you know, it, Heather. Are you down with him going online and reading this stuff? It seems Not like. Not at all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you, you, how many, some of it. I, I mean, but how yeah. many kids do you guys have? Three. And yeah. how old are these kids? 19, Eight. 17, yeah, 19. and 12. Like, the, they've been, they're in the age of social media. Yeah. And as parents, I'm not sure you guys love them being on these things. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure how you, I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm not sure how you can avoid those things. But now your husband's on this yeah. thing. Starting flame wars with people. I'm not. Definitely don't respond. This is what I'll but, say about like, that. From yeah. the first one, we had a few like the negative reviews came out. Of course, you get really upset. You're gonna you get, get negative angry. reviews. Everything is negative reviews. Everything. I mean, it's, it's an easy default. It, yeah. yeah, it's so it's better. It's it's like people are more in um, tuned to do to do a negative review than a positive review. That's just how the world is. Why don't you and, do an interesting review? I don't. I don't want to hear good or bad. I don't yeah. want to see five popcorn buckets. It's, it's I don't all want to your see opinion too. Meter. I want to see so, what is interesting here. Well, it helped though because it those some of those negative reviews. We were like, okay, I, the, the not the negative, but the. I guess the, the constructive, pop, the constructive, constructive reviews were really the most helpful us. for us right. because you really took to those mm-hmm. and took them into it. And but for me, I was like, I'm never reading a review again. I'm not going to read negative. She's too pretty for the part. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, I was gonna... just. I get too fired up, so yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. And you, you know, don't I'm sleep. Just, I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then I, can I was. Sleep. I at first got angry, like, no, you don't know how hard we worked on this. Right. And, and they this don't scene. care. And they don't care. So then I thought, like, well, maybe I'll take what they're saying. And I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Like, whatever I can. You can't make everyone happy. But I'll, instead of looking at it as negative or negatively, sure. you know, whatever, I was like, how can I fix them, what this person's saying? How can I give them more of what they think they're asking for? Well, obviously, if someone's straight out negative to you, you know, like, I, I can't do anything. But are you that. worried about them... Like leaning you away from what is inherent to you as a storyteller? No, no. That, that, no, that's what exactly what I mean. Like if if somebody was negative or constructive, right. constructive, constructively negative to me, I thought, okay, how can I fix it? It just needs to resonate. If it doesn't resonate, exactly, they can I'll think about it. They're not even talking about it. Yes, if it if it doesn't make sense and the person's just saying something to say it, then I'm like, well, there's not much I can do here for you. Just be like, sorry about your day. Hope it gets better. <laughs> yeah, just, right? Good just luck. Condescend yeah. them. Right. So yeah. like, oh, looks like you've been having a bad day. You're having a bad day. I hope it gets better. Yeah. Next question. Yeah. I've actually said, like, thanks for the review to Absolutely. some of the people that have, like, reviewed it and tore me up. I'm like... I appreciate your review. Absolutely. Thanks for pointing out any positive. And we had I had ten years ago. I had these things up on Hulu that Fox and went in. Uh, we were making these things, and when they hit Hulu, there was nothing on Hulu in two thousand eight nine, and so the only things to watch were our batch of things, and um, and so we just get a million comments because there's nothing else on that platform. Right. And I'm so glad that thing got scrubbed somewhere in the last ten years because I was like. Let's fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you read it and you go, I forgot about that one. Well, that? what I do is 
This is really embarrassing, Geekscapers. I'd find out who the person was and I'd befriend them on Facebook. And no. I would just like find out that they were... And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, this guy's got a life and he's his own thing. And it humanized the person for me. And then I was like feeling bad and it, you know, I, it, it got me over it was to be like, okay, what is this person's day to day? And yeah. now, especially with politics doing the whole divisive thing and people having the echo chamber online and social media is the devil. <laughs> Along came the devil. Devil's here, fools. It's social, social media. media. You're probably listening to this podcast because somebody shared it with you. That part, yeah, it's also the devil. Um, like, if you just remember there's human beings on the other side of this, like, you'll, it'll be okay. And you can put it down. Right. Just put it down. Right. And flip it off. And, that's the worry is that do you even know if it's affecting you as a filmmaker because yeah. it's this, these tiny course corrections right. and you got you got here by a thousand little tiny minuscule lessons that you will have only absorbed okay. and not acknowledged yeah. and these are things that these messages geeks gave us when you get on the twitter and it's just negativity you're absorbing them even if you're not acknowledging them and i sincerely believe yeah. that oh, yeah. so the pendulum is going to swing, like swing, and I hope it swings soon. Um, you got broken souls. When do you think you're going to get back to this thing, guys? I'm hoping January. Yeah, January. Yeah, yeah. we'd it's like a nice to, refresh. Yeah. yeah, we'd like to get a little break, let this run its course, and then um, you know maybe. I mean, it's already f- it's, we're ready to go. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of. Nobody wants to work in this Yeah. I mean, it's like holidays. Yeah. You guys yeah. are breaking for Thanksgiving. You guys right. are breaking for Christmas. There's too many breaks. There's too many breaks. Yeah. Like, let's come out and hit it after a one week in January. Exactly. Yeah. After you guys are all sobered up from New Year's, see you on set. Exactly. <laughs> Where do you guys, yeah. shoot, you guys shoot these in and around Atlanta? Yeah. In Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we do. It's yeah. just super easy, huh? So, Geekscapists, this is what I need you to do. Go out. Go and go to these. Go to the Devan Clan Productions website. Google that. Google "Along Came the Devil" one and two. Obviously, that's up on Facebook. They've got their own website. That what that's going to do is it's going to show you guys the screening times. I still think the best way to see this movie, you guys are going to go out and see this thing in a theater. If you're lucky enough to live in a city where this thing's playing, uh, if you, I'm pretty much guessing if you go to the Gravitas Pictures website, they're going to have some information for you guys on this thing too. So go there, see if you can see this thing in the theater. Go. Uh, take that person you've been scared to talk to and ask out and be like, hey, we're just going to go to a horror movie. It's no thing. But let me tell you, in the first five minutes when Johnny threw his laptop, if he was in a theater with somebody next to him, that person would have probably jumped right on their lap. Or you know what would have happened? I would have jumped into theirs. So if you need that icebreaker, go into the theater and do that. If you don't need the icebreaker, you're set. Or maybe you went to Along Came the Devil last year and the icebreaker was done and now you're in a relationship with that person. Go ahead and make this a Halloween movie night. Get together with your friends. Get this thing on the PlayStation, the Xbox, the VOD, and throw it up. But Jonathan's telling you, it's a 50-inch screen minimum. Do not watch this on your phone. Did you turn make up a, the speakers. Turn the speakers There's up. a lot of innuendo, like, sound design in That's there in that, that, that you need that will creep you out. Yeah. And Jason, like, the, you guys designed this movie to be seen no. not on a phone. No. No. Not, not on an iPad. No. no. That's not a cinematic no. experience. No. That's great for vlogging, guys. Yeah, yeah. Your kids drive you crazy when your kids watch movies on your phone, on the phone, and as filmmakers, you're like, eh, 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 they eh, they eh, actually eh, don't. They oh, know better. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. Our kids, they raise them right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we do. They're they're little. You know, they know their way around film. Yeah. 
They're so. getting into the acting? Are they getting into the filmmaking? Or do they want to do something completely different? That, no, our oldest wants to do something completely different. Right. Our middle child, I think, is taking after his dad who wants to be a director and a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And then our youngest one is a total entertainer. I mean, he is all about And he played Xander it, yeah. in this one. And, he's, that's and Tristan like, actually had a little cameo Yeah, Tristan's an actor, too. He's a yeah, genius he's a, he's, actor. He's, he's, he's just, on Raven, he was on Raven's Home and Lab Rats. He plays he's an, Kyle. He's also a uh, YouTuber with like almost 300,000 followers on, on YouTube. Yeah. And he's a genius editor. So he's, he's the famous one. Yeah, yeah pretty Tristan. much. What is that? Yeah, yeah Tristan is <laughs> pretty famous. Yes. <laughs> hey, Tristan, buddy, uh, listen, um, I would love to pay for college. So can you mentioned the movie about five times this right? week. And you, have you asked him to mention the movie on his YouTube? We, well, he hasn't. And we're like, are you going to shout out? Because he did the first one and he hasn't on this one yet because he's kind of been, we've he's been like, you traveling guys, He's like, you don't need me, mom and dad. Yeah. You don't need a roof you over your head either, pal. All right. Yeah, you don't need this. You know what you don't need? Breakfast. Right? Lunch or dinner. You don't need to leave your room. Get it. Yeah. All right, pal. Give me a little shout and maybe we can afford a little food. All right? That is crazy. Yeah. Hey, uh, you mind Instagramming? uh... (laughs) Yes, he gets it. We did. We're like, are you ever going to Instagram this? Just asking, son. That's such an insane dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? We just. What do we do? We mention it. Love, yeah. we communication, we it. Uh, yeah. talk yeah. about it. Yeah. We just throw it out there. Small threats, you know. Small threats. Small threats yeah. of starvation. She, she does the. She does the small threats. I, I just kind of like, you know. Oh my God. Yeah. I love so it. Funny. I love it. Geekscapist. I hope that you've uh, just fallen for these two, like <laughs> I have this last hour. Um, Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thanks guys, al- Along Came the Devil 2. Yeah. It's up. Obviously, we're going to talk to you guys again when Souls comes out, when Broken Souls comes out, because yeah. that sounds like a movie that sounds really, really good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. That'd be great. Yeah. It's a lot like of it. fun. Yeah. Um, Geekscape is, if you need a little bit more horror, uh, our, we have another. We have a, a bunch of shows on the Geekscape network. You'll find over at geekscape.net or you search for Geekscape in whatever podcatcher you're listening to this podcast on. If it's Stitcher or if it's uh, Spotify, you'll find the other Geekscape shows if you search for Geekscape but if you're a horror fan the Horror Movie Night podcast is, is doing really well and they talk about different horror movies and I hope they talk about this movie because I'm a scaredy cat and I'm talking about this movie <laughs> but I love talking to storytellers and I love you guys like sharing so much about me and so much with me and being candid uh, how can we find you guys individually online not your son we gotta get your hits up and up we gotta get your followers <laughs> over your son we cannot live right. like this yeah Devan, our Instagram we share we our share. Instagram yeah. so it's Devan Clan Productions okay. at is Instagram and then Devan Clan on Twitter and Devan Clan Productions on Facebook yeah give us a follow yeah we get, love it let us know that you watched the movie give us a shout out Give us a shout out, yeah. and um, and those of you who went to New York Comic Con, like thank you guys so much for. I didn't even say this, but I know Big Yanks was at Comic Con. A couple of you were at, at New York Comic Con, and thanks for going up to past Geekscape guests like Sandy King and saying you really enjoyed uh, when they came on Geekscape. That was that's really awesome, and it also helps because then I get an email that said, "Hey, some of your Geekscapers came up and said hi and appreciated the appearance." Just the conversation really helps Geekscape us. That's what it's, this is about, is sharing things that you're enjoying, that you're enthusiastic about, sharing storytelling, telling your own stories, telling our stories. That's what Geekscape's about. So uh, in the spirit of that, 
hit the share button on whatever you're listening to this on and share it with five of your friends. It really helps us a lot. Leaving those five-star reviews on your podcasters helps our visibility. That means more Geekscapists. That means more friends for you that you can go to conventions with and talk with online and more and more and more. And when you get that movie night and you watch the movie on a 50-inch no-minimum screen. That's right. Minimum screen. Uh, you'll make, make some friends on Geekscape and then go and see Along Came the Devil too. Alright? Jason, Heather, thank you guys for coming on the show. Yay. Thanks again. It was an honor Thanks and a pleasure guys. to be on Geekscape. You were awesome, Jonathan. Thanks, thank guys. you so much. Hi. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 